0: Welcome to the Burned Out to Badass Podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back. To another kick-ass new episode of Bird Burnout Badass. This is the first episode that I am recording in my brand new studio. Very excited about it. Not like a podcast studio, like apartment studio. I felt like I needed to clarify that, but I'm very, very excited for today's topic. This is one of those topics that's like it seems it's always relevant, right? And I literally just finished like an hour ago as I record this. I just finished doing a speaking presentation where a big chunk of what we talked about was about boundaries. And so much about boundaries is about saying no, right? So we're gonna be talking today about how to make saying no easier. What are some things that we can do? Before we get into that, I wanted to quickly give you a heads up and make sure you're aware that this month's content inside of my membership is now available. We are focused on behavior change and habit formation this quarter inside of my membership. We are talking this month all about troubleshooting habits. What should we do when our habits aren't working? So that is what we were talking about. If that's something you're interested in, head to coachellen.com membership and join us. You can join for as little as $21 a quarter or to get the whole schmeg, the whole enchilada access to literally everything membership wise that I have available. You can join us in the accelerator for $147 a quarter. That includes group coaching, productivity, and co-working sessions, Among other things. It's just all the things. And you get access to my Notion All Access Pass in that. So if you are a Notion nerd like I am, that's going to help you out. All right. But let's go ahead and let's get into this. How do we make saying no easier? And I know this is like everybody's favorite topic, boundaries and saying no, right? It's one of those things that we know we need to do, but at the same time, we often struggle to do. And I get it. Saying no can be really, really difficult, especially because we want to please others and we want to avoid conflict, right? Right. However, if you're somebody who is always saying yes, that can lead to feeling overwhelmed and burnt out just as much as, you know, having a crazy chaotic work schedule and to-do list can, right? The desire to help people out, to, to make your mark, to stand out, these are all motivators for doing too much. And this burns us out. But I think it's so important to remember that people-pleasing just means you have less of yourself to give. And frankly, when we say yes to too much, all it does is it puts the people we're trying to serve in a bind because they're not getting the best of us. So today we're going to talk about some ways to make saying no easier. And as usual, if you go to CoachEllen.com slash podcast, I've got a companion blog, I've got a YouTube video, um, and I've got any of kind of the things that I have announced and talked about on that page that is associated with how to make saying no easier, this, this post. So definitely check that out. But in today's episode, what we're going to be talking about is why it is so hard to say no, why that can feel so hard, some alternative options to saying no outright, and also just some ways to make saying no easier. So let's start with the probably the elephant in the room. Why is saying no so hard for some of us? And really, this comes down to one word, Guilt. Many of us struggle with saying no precisely because it can be interpreted as a form of rejection or just a way of letting others down. And a lot of us, we are either natural helpers or our upbringing has groomed us to be people pleasers. It's really not uncommon to feel that saying no might harm our relationships or make us appear selfish. I actually think the scariest part about setting a boundary isn't the boundary itself. It's about how people will react to that boundary. Like the, I think the constant concern is what if I piss them off? right? Furthermore, you know, there's societal pressur- pressures. There's a pressure to always be productive, to be available. And this be- makes us feel guilty for taking that time for ourselves and for not constantly being available available to support other people. I cannot talk right now. So blah, blah, blah. sorry that I keep stumbling over all of my words. Uh, but nevertheless, it is crucial To keep in mind how powerful saying no is. It's a powerful form of self-care. It affirms our boundaries and it helps us to prioritize our needs, our mental and our emotional and our physical well-being. We need to set limits for ourselves because when we do, we give ourselves the chance to pause, to reflect, and to recharge our batteries. And that is so stupidly important for us to do. Really, if we get better at saying no, really the effect of that is it allows us to be more effective. It allows us to be more compassionate. And compassion is the end-all be-all of burnout recovery, in my opinion. So let's talk about some things that you can say instead of saying no. It might be silly to think about, but I actually think the best way to make saying no easier is to well not say no. When when you are faced with a situation where you need to decline something, you need to decline an offer or a request or whatever, it can be challenging to do so because it, again, it makes us feel guilty, but it also makes us feel confrontational. But what I found to be very effective is to use alternative phrases instead of outright saying no. These allow us to do two things. They soften the blow toward the person on the receiving end of the boundary. They allow us to be polite and respectful in our communication, but they also preserve our boundaries. So some examples that we can say. You can say, I would love to help, but I'm not able to right now. What I like about this phrase and kind of an alternative to this phrase would be, I appreciate the offer, but I am unable to commit. At this time, both of these phrases, what they do is they express gratitude for the offer, which is important for us to do, especially to, you know, not turn the other person off, but they are also indicating our inability to cl- commit. They're also indicating that boundary and setting that clear boundary. Another option that, that I love is let me think about it and get back to you. I love this option because sometimes we want to say no, but we don't want to come off blunt or harsh with like an outright rejection, Rejection, even those previous options are in essence an outright rejection, Plus, sometimes we just need to kind of gather ourselves before we are able to say no. And what I love about this phrase is it buys us some time to not only consider the request and make a decision, but it also shows that we value the request and want to give it kind of our due diligence and the proper attention that it deserves. And that can be very effective and very important. Another great phrase to say is I am currently prioritizing other commitments, but thank you for thinking of me. I use this phrase a lot because, oh my God, I get so many emails of people asking me to, you know, just do a, hey, can I pick your brain call? Or, hey, can you have this podcast guest on your podcast? Which if they listen to my podcast, they would know I don't have guests on very often. Um, all sorts of things. People just asking me to do things, to look over their proposal, to do this, to do that. It's, it's absurd the amount of inquiries and requests that you get when you have a contact email address on your website. And trust me when I say I have tried to cut down on that, it's just hard. But I use this a lot when it comes to my business. And I think this is a great way to decline an offer while again, expressing gratitude for the request. But it also shows that we just have other priorities at the moment and we cannot commit. I actually really like to use this one in a very sincere way, not to just kind of get rid of all the BS emails I get in my inbox. Honestly, 90% of them I don't even respond to. I just delete them. But like the ones that you get where you are like legitimately thinking, you know, I would love to do that. I just don't have the bandwidth right now. It's kind of the same thing. I'm currently prioritizing other things, but thank you for thinking of me. And if it's somebody that you want to connect with later, you want to be invited to do this at a later time when you maybe have more bandwidth and more availability, you can add something onto that like, please let me know if this becomes available again, or please consider me for a future request or something like that. So it sets that boundary, but it lets people know that this isn't like a closed door. It's just that I don't have the bandwidth right now. I think that's what this one really says for me. Last but not least is another great one for a work context. I am happy to take this on, but I will need to reprioritize some of my other commitments to do so. Can you help me? Sometimes when we're at work, we are assigned tasks that we can't say no to, right? But we also realize perhaps when it's being assigned that we don't have the time or the bandwidth to do this new thing along with everything else that we have on our plates. So instead of kind of begrudgingly taking on this new thing, acknowledge your limitations and your need to shift your priorities with your superior. This is, I think, something that's so important to say to a boss or a manager, whatever it might be, because It lets them know that you have too much on your plate without coming across like you're kind of like a petulant child stomping your feet because you have too many chores to do. That is never going to fly very well. That's when you're going to get a manager coming back being like, suck it up, it's your job, right? But when you say it's something like this, you're acknowledging that everything else is important, but you're also acknowledging that you want to make sure you're prioritizing things accordingly. And I think this also has the added bonus of ensuring that whatever order you reprioritize in, it fits with the priorities of your company. So I think this is a great one to use if it's a work context. But in a nutshell, these are some alternatives you can use. These are some alternative phrases that you can use to communicate your boundaries still while saying it in a more compassionate way that preserves our relationships and avoids conflicts. So before we wrap this sucker up, this is going to be a relatively short episode today, I want to talk about one final tip when it comes to making saying no easier. Like everything we've discussed here, these are all great alternatives for for saying no, but sometimes building up to even saying these things can still be really, really challenging, right? So here is my biggest tip when it comes to that. Build up to your biggest no. Start with easy, maybe even passive options like an out-of-office responder or an email signature. You may have seen this if you've ever emailed me, but I have a note below my email signature about when I'm available to check emails. And it reads something along the lines of, I do not check email after 7 p.m. PST or on weekends because couldn't we all be a little bit more disconnected? And honestly, I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten praised on that little line of text below my email signature. So this is a great option. It's a boundary. You're communicating a boundary, but you're doing it in a way that's very, very passive. That can be a great starting point. But once you've started setting these more passive boundaries, then you can continue building up. Often I find the hardest boundaries to set are with friends and with loved ones. It's like the textbook age old guilt trip Of a parent or a grandparent saying, well, I don't know how much longer I'll be around, you know, like, thanks, grandma. Now I feel like an asshole, you know? So (laughs) I recommend starting with the easier, like, least impactful relationships. I don't know how to say that in a way that doesn't sound shitty, but start with the places where it feels like there are going to be less consequences. So I like, I'll be honest. I am pretty quick to block, mute, and unfollow on social media. Those are just kind of like, whatever. If it's social media, like, If we have a relationship outside of social media, that is the relationship that I care about, not just like the randos on social media. I have no qualms about setting boundaries in my day job, especially with my boss and my coworkers. I will admit it's harder with my clients because not only is that my livelihood, but because I develop such an attachment and caring for their outcomes and what's going on in their lives, that can be a harder boundary to set. But I think the hardest, again, is family and friends. That's hard. It's hard as hell. So Basically, what I'm saying is build up to that. Don't feel like that is the first boundary you're going to set out the gate because you might not have the foundations and the confidence, excuse me, to set that boundary. So with that, in a nutshell, saying no can be really challenging. It can be really, really hard, but it's an important skill to have. And it's an important skill to help you maintain your work-life balance, protect your well-being, It's just super, super important. So instead of feeling guilty or worrying about disappointing others, try using some of these alternative phrases that I've mentioned here. Try building up like we've mentioned here. And just remember that setting boundaries and prioritizing your self-care is just so, so essential for your mental and emotional health. So with that, that is it, that is all I've got for you today. If you feel like you need more support, like boundary setting scripts, stuff like that, again, check out the membership. We may be talking about tiny habits in our bonus trainings this month, but we do still have some core training and coaching content in there on boundary setting and how to set boundaries with compassion and in a way that avoids pissing people off. I've got some exact scripts in there. Or if you just need very, very specific, contextualized, personalized support, head to CoachEllen.com slash coaching and check out my coaching options. I do have spots available right now, particularly in my lowest starter tier. So if you have a little bit more of a time constraint or a little tighter budget, that's a great option to check out. But with that, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.